Well, good morning and Merry Christmas to you. Uh, it's wonderful to be here with you. I invite you in your worship guide to turn to our gospel reading. Um, we're going to be spending a few moments on this Christmas morning uh, meditating, reflecting on uh, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18. It's on page 8 of your worship guide. Would you join me in prayer? Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful gift of Christmas, the nativity of our Lord. And as we celebrate that with one another as the family of God uh, on this birthday of our Savior, Lord, would you uh, warm our hearts again and afresh to him? Uh, while for many of us, uh, the season can be full of activity, full of expectations, full of stress and demands, uh, Lord, we thank you that here we are on Christmas morning in the household of God, celebrating, singing, and hearing from your word. Uh, this is what it's all about. And so, Lord, by your Holy Spirit, would you be here and minister to us through your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I don't know about you guys, but uh, in December, our family loves to receive Christmas cards. Um, it's a joy to still go out to the mailbox, even though, you know, maybe we don't use the mailbox as much as we used to, but to go out to the mailbox and to physically, tangibly get these cards that are, are pictures and few words on the front and maybe some words on the back that help describe the last year of, of friends and family that, um, for our family, as we've moved around in the military, um, we've often found that it's one of the best ways that we are able to stay connected with friends and family. These small physical pieces of paper with words and uh, sometimes, you know, pictures from the last year of a family or friend's experiences. These, these images, they help connect us to what that family is all about, what they've experienced in a very simple and tangible way. Some of you might put all of those around a, maybe a bookshelf or on your refrigerator, around your mantle. These cards reflect the heartaches, the joys, the heart of a family, its character, its experiences, its hopes for the new year as well. These are, are wonderful, small gifts that we have, that we exchange with one another during the Christmas season. But am amongst these um, small cards, we find ourselves in a world filled with all types of words and images, whether it's printed, whether it's text on our phone, whether it's uh, illustrated on a, on a screen or projected somewhere, words that are sung or spoken, we can sometimes struggle with the amount of words that we have. Words that we say, words that we hear, sometimes so much that we might even find ourselves talking past one another and not even hearing one another. We can receive Christmas cards just like that, like another piece of maybe junk mail. You may not even see the card because it's amongst a bunch of advertisements. Or we could receive it as a tangible way to, to pray and connect and del delight in a relationship that maybe we've fallen out of touch with over the years. I think in the same way, the images of Christmas and the passages that we read during Christmas can become familiar to us, that we may stop truly listening or receiving afresh what God has to say for us even this year. Could it be that in the familiarity of them, or the rush and distractions, maybe the discouragements that we face even today, or the doubts that we have in our lives, that we miss what God might have for us. Words matter, don't they? Not only that they are communicated to us, but also how they are received. 
any relationship that we have. We know that there's an exchange of words, to, to give the words, to receive the words, to think about and interpret the words. Jesus once said something insightful about words. He said, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Jesus tells us that when you want to get to know someone's heart, their affections, their anxieties, their allegiances, their attitude, just listen to their words. Our gospel reading today tells us that words matter to God too. If we want to know God's heart, if we want to listen and receive afresh from Him, we have to receive His Word, His creating, self-expressing Word. In our passage today, John 1, 1 through 1-3 says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. God reveals Himself to us, as our, as our reading from Hebrews said, in the Scriptures, in His deeds and history, and in the majesty of creation. But God's clearest way of showing us who He is is expressed in the unique Word of God. John tells us that before Jesus' birth, He existed as the eternal Word of God, the Son of God. He was the eternal One who was the creative expression of God's will, His wisdom, His reason, His counsel, His mind. And in John 1.14, though, He says that this Word who orchestrated all of creation also came into the midst of our human history and experience as a human, in the flesh, in a human body, in the soft tissue of humanity. That's how He came. In Jesus' humanity, we as humans experience God dwelling with us, John tells us. Not just in a temple or a tabernacle or a religious item or in a religious space, but in an immediate and intimate relationship. God honored the dignity of, of humanity, of our, even our human bodies. And He showed us His love in a physical, tangible way. 100% human, 100% God. As the Word of God, Jesus fulfills all the promises of Scripture. As the Word of God, Jesus helps us understand, according to verse 18, who God fully is. Physically and relationally, we get a picture of the unseen God through the life of Jesus. But Jesus does it not in abstract theological or philosophical or psychological systems, but in an intimate relationship that He allows us to have with Him and with His Heavenly Father. As we look at our reading today, we see that John shows us that God's heart, His heart of who He is, what He's about, is most clearly revealed to us, to, to us as humans, through Jesus who is the Word of God, dwelling with us in human flesh. As we celebrate this Feast of the Nativity, the birthday of Jesus, I want us to ask ourselves, how are we hearing and receiving the Word of God to us today? Do we know God's heart for us today? Do I receive the Word of God just as another commercial advertisement that I want to dispose of? Or do I see it as an ultimate invitation to an intimate relationship? Will I receive this word in the person of Jesus as a sales gimmick or the greatest gift that could be offered? Today, I pray that we would hear the message that God invites us to receive this greatest gift through Jesus. 
And just to spend a few moments of, in this passage that show us what type of gift this is that He offers to us, this type of relationship that He extends. In our passage, we see that Jesus offers us a relationship of revelation for those in darkness, of light to those in darkness. John tells us that Jesus gives us the gift of light to a world that he says is overshadowed by darkness. Look in verse 5 and verse 9. It says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. In verse 9 it says, The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. What's this darkness that, that John's talking about? Well, Jesus often talks about this darkness in the Gospel of John. In chapter 3, verse 19 through 20, he says this, The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light, and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. At the essence, this darkness that Jesus was coming to bring light to was the darkness of our own hearts that block out God's light. Block out His wisdom, His wonder, His, His majesty in exchange for our own deceptions, our own delights that are actually destructive. This darkness plagues our human life. But Jesus said this later on in the Gospel. He says in, in John chapter 8, 12, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows Me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Christmas reminds us that God shines a light of hope amid the darkness of our human condition. We don't have to be blinded by the darkness of our sin. We don't have to stay in the darkness of our shame. We don't have to stay in the darkness of our understanding of who God is. Often a shallow or stilted or skewed understanding of God that we're darkened. Instead, God offers us the light of who He is and the light to help us understand who we are. As we enjoy the beautiful lights of the season, may we be reminded that Jesus comes to pierce this darkness. And He calls us to an authentic, genuine relationship with Him. There is a sincere joy, and maybe some of you know this, a sincere joy and peace when we can be in a relationship and be fully known and fully loved. God invites us to receive this gift and it starts with saying, God, I want to open my life for you to shine in every part that is dark. We also see, though, that Jesus offers us a relationship of rebirth. A rebirth from the areas of death in our lives. John tells us, look in verse 12 through 13, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. This is a regular theme in John's Gospel of how God, through Christ, brings new birth. Jesus tells Nicodemus that he must be born again to experience the kingdom of God. And John, or Jesus tells the religious leaders in Jerusalem in John 5, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. The birth of Jesus at Christmas reminds us that God became human, was born as a human, so that we could be reborn as children of God. What a great and amazing gift. Christmas, though, is a joyful time, but sometimes it reminds us also, though, of the brokenness of our lives and our relationships. Most of us know the, the death pain of sin and strife in our lives. 
Many of us know that life can be strained and drained by the emotions and fears and perplexities of maybe the way that we grew up and where we grew up and how we grew up. That there might be areas of death in our life. Maybe it's physical death of the loss of a loved one and especially hard at this season. Maybe it's the loss of a relationship or a marriage. Maybe it's the loss of a deep friendship where there is death at work. In the realm of death, but most specifically in our spiritual death before God, Jesus offers new birth and eternal life. The new birth does not come easily, as Mary could have attested to on that night in the manger. Birth pains are hard. And Jesus' birth shows us that. Yet, it was through dying to our self-efforts, to our self-justifications, to our self-improvement plans, that God brings about new birth in our hearts by His Holy Spirit. This is the great gift of Christmas. Is there an area in your life today that there is a deep sense of death? That Jesus on this Christmas day is saying, I want to work new life. As He said to Martha at the tomb of Lazarus, I am the resurrection and the life. God invites us to this type of relationship to be lightened by His light, but to also be given new life. And the last thing I, we see in this passage, or at least to, for our thoughts today, is that Jesus offers us a relationship of reconciliation with our Heavenly Father when we feel disconnected. John tells us that the Word became human and offered us a whole new way of relating to God. In verse 14, Jesus came not to destroy those who were disconnected from God, but to offer them a path to relate to God again through grace and truth, we're told. In verse 17, God graciously revealed His character through the law of Moses. And the law showed us our humanity. It showed us our sin. It showed us our failings. The law accurately showed us who God was as well. But thankfully, verse 16 tells us that Jesus, because of His fullness of who He has, has given us the gift of grace upon grace to bring us back in our relationship with God. As the one who was fully, perfectly both God and man, Jesus fulfilled all of the law. Its precepts, its promises, the penalty that we had, and the feast of the nativity of our Lord, we, we look at that manger scene. We look at that story again, not as just nostalgia, and not as just family traditions, but as a beginning of a whole new way of relating to God. You and I can stand once as estranged enemies to God, but now being reconciled. We can walk out of isolation. We can walk out of shame. We can walk out of our alienation because of our sins and our shortcomings. And we can be brought back to commune and fellowship with the Father. Christmas reminds us of this. It's a time where we also face reconciliation with others as well, where Jesus says, in my birth, I offer new relationships. And he begins to connect us again to one another. The gift of grace, Jesus, makes a way for us to do this. We don't have to live disconnected lives. Because of Christmas, we can be reconnected. He brings us back as it was intended. Instead, God calls us again to think about what does this gift of his coming really mean? We embrace it by His revelation in the midst of our darkness, of Him giving us new life in those areas of death, and most importantly, this reconciliation when we have been greatly disconnected. So in your world today, 
What type of Christmas card would you hope to receive from a close friend? Maybe it's a word of encouragement. Maybe it's a word of celebration. More importantly, though, what's the message that God is saying to us at Christmas this year in our lives today? Do you feel that you are in the dark about your identity, about your purpose, about where you stand with God, about who God is even? Well, this Christmas, Jesus says this to us. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Do you feel the weight of death in your relationships? Do you have hopes that have died? And most significantly, do you feel spiritually dead because of our sin? Well, Christmas time, Jesus comes to us and says, the true light, which gives life to everyone, has come into the world, and that we can become children of God. Do you feel the emptiness or the anxiety of being disconnected or alienated from the Father? In verse 16, we hear again from Jesus, for from his fullness we have received grace upon grace. So this Christmas, may we each, either for maybe the first time today, or maybe renewed, joyfully embrace God's great gift for us in the simplicity but the wonder of a relationship with Christ. Let's pray together. Almighty God, we, we pray today that you would grant us that these words, which we've heard from your word today, with our outward ears, may through your grace be so grafted inwardly in our hearts that we may bring forth, that you may bring forth in us the fruit of good works to the honor and praise of your name. Lord, may we go from here renewed and refreshed with the relationship that we can have in Christ. In his name we pray. Amen.